What up? Welcome back to the Stellar Seller Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host with the most, Mason Boyd, joined, as always, by Glenn Enos Jr. Jr. Did you just fart? No, that was a chair. Okay, good. All right. We're off and running here. You know if I fart. All right. And once again, joining us, we have the man who refuses to admit that he actually wants to be on here every week. Matt Souza. What's up, guys? I'm back. He's back. Fuck. <laughs> Why are you back? Uh, you guys invited me. Surprisingly. Surprisingly. You're telling me it's <laughs> the second episode. In a row. In a, in a row. No, wait, wait. First of all, before we get to <laughs> it's the second episode of the Stellar Stellar Podcast, and we can't get another guest besides Matt Souza. Yeah, I know, honestly. Hey. What can I say? Nothing. What can I say? Sky is gray. What? Shit. Fuck off. We're going to have to restart this. All right. <laughs> Episode two, we're going to talk about drafting your fantasy football oh, team. Oh. Because we're closing in. I can taste it. It's the drafting oh, season. Oh, yeah, baby. It's, it's coming. It is right on the tip of my tongue. I just want to draft my team, look at my lineup, and just. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Dream yeah. Have nightmares about the injuries that can occur. Right. Looking at you, David Johnson. Now, I'm sure a lot of people have already drafted, but I'm sure there's a lot of people who haven't. Like I, us. Like I us. Big draft coming up Saturday. I actually got two drafts on Saturday. I got so, one. Uh, already had one. Saturday Saturday going to be a big day. So, all right. So, basically, uh, what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about uh, who we would take as number one, number one overall pick. Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Yeah, white supremacy. You have to listen to the last episode to get that joke. Um, so don't, don't, they're, they're, these, these are loyal listeners. Yeah, Obviously, dude. they're gonna listen to the first episode. Yeah, dude, come on. Man. You know? No, people want to hear the draft story. No, people, people want to hear about how our predictions and how fucked up they were compared yeah. to what actually happens in the end. So yeah. Everyone's like, "Oh, fucking take police, dude." At bad takes exposed. This podcast is gonna be the number one most accurate. That in itself season is making it not the most accurate. No, he's, he's got a point. That's probably the best thing he said since he's been on the podcast. Well, as long as he's not talking about white people, I mean. Yeah, that's wow. True. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, so we're talking about number one overall pick. I already said that. Fuck. Uh, and we'll talk about uh, what running back we take a wide receiver who isn't named Antonio Brown because I think that is um, very open to interpretation for a lot of people. At one point, you know, you decide between taking a running back in the first round or taking a wide receiver, or maybe you go with Gronk, or maybe you're a real big idiot and you draft a defense. <laughs> hey, man, to ease his own, I'm just saying. I mean, yeah. you know, I can't speak for other people, but there's got to be some people who draft defenses in the first like, round. Kickers. Hey, hey, Dad, oh, no. Dad, this is the it's first be... league. I'm gonna draft. New York Jets defense, first overall pick. That's going to be your son. <laughs> yeah, it probably will be honest. In about 20 years. Nah, my son will be. I don't want to. This going to be son. like, Dad, I don't want to play fantasy football. I want to do ballet. Now, there's anything want... wrong with that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what are the topics you got? All right. So, when would you draft a QB? How early for Aaron Rodgers would you go? Oh, why does that have to be A.A. Ron? Oh, he's uh, how early for anybody would you go within the top five? About, uh, nope, top five, what 
No, it's Aaron Rodgers. No, it doesn't have to be Aaron Rodgers. It could be. It should be. It could be Tom. It Tom. could be. Uh, yeah, it could be. Could be uh, Danger Russ Wilson. The only leagues is Tom Brady is the New England only leagues where someone like our friends that Patriots fans have Tom Brady second round. Dumb, like third pick, second round. Yeah, his name, um, his name will go unmentioned. Then we'll talk so. about we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about Gronk and versus Kelsey because that uh, especially between people that we know, uh, mostly Craig, but most people that we know is a hot point of contention. Whether to take who, who who's a better overall? Player? That, we shouldn't even discuss no, 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 that. No, no, that's no, not no, even no. a question. No, it's the reason, throw it in there a little no, sprinkle. Listen, the reason what? that's on there is because it's between Drew Brock in like the mid second round or Kelsey in the early third. Oh, all right. Because that's the kind of guy. Well, I mean, we can also talk about Gronk versus Kelsey. You know, sure. Yeah, these mean, are. It was Kelsey that I believe finished number one in uh, maybe PPR. Piss some people off, but uh, and then talk about. Zero running backs. Zero RB strategy. That's a thing. Why? I'll tell you why when we get there. All right. See? This is why we brought him. This is why he's here. Let's just get to it. And and we'll also give you some tips. Uh, From from the layman. So what was the first time again? I was spacing out. Number one overall pick. Number one overall pick, Matt Souza. It is you and the draft board. You look... Tune in an hour before draft time. You see that you got the number one pick. You have an hour to think about it. Do you even need to think about number it? Number one, how big's your boner? Number two, full size. Who's taking? Um, you know, three I, inches. I would, <laughs> I would have to think about it because, well, it's a guarantee for me between Bell and Gurley. Um, I'd have to factor in. Now, this is Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell, not Joint Bell, Le'Veon Bell. And Tardivian Gurley. And Tardivian Gurley II. Yes. Um, is that actually his name? Yeah, it's his full name. Tardivian Gurley II. Tardivian? That's not true. That's not true. She's like Nick L. Odeon. Yeah, the guy who created Nickelodeon. Nick L. Odeon. Oh, my God. Um, okay. So you say it's between Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell, so yeah. that, that doesn't have to be I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people would agree with that. Though. It's it's splitting hairs, really. Um, you know, hairs. right? Yes. Bell is like Bell is gonna get the heavier workload. Like we're talking multi games of thirty touches, thirty carries. Never mind receptions. Um, however, Bell was holding out for a while, and you know that lack of practice can run a risk, a higher risk on your body for a potential injury if you're not in uh, top shape. Well, people seem to forget, too, that he he, had a, he ended up with a good year last year, but he started off kind of slow. He didn't, because he did the same exactly. thing. Exactly. He didn't. He wasn't very good the first, I think it was like, what, four, four weeks? First, a handful of weeks. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't like bad. You know, by Le'Veon Bell standards, he was bad. Sure. But, but early, you know, he's... He's solid. He's going to be a workhorse, too. He's going to get the receptions, too. Um, probably a le- less-scoring team. The Rams were crazy last year. I'll, that'll probably go down a little bit. But, um, you know, either one, I have no problem. The question has to be, who do you think will be better consistently week to week? Do you think Todd Gurley will be better than Le'Veon Bell week to week? After Le'Veon Bell has already given you his word that this will be his best season. So he's got a contract. Contract year? Yeah, I mean, they couldn't agree to so, uh, an extension with Pittsburgh, so it looks like this could be his last season as a Steeler. And, you know, the ball run to the ground, too. Yeah. Um, which, 
you know, he, he said once that only a couple of his tackles that he takes hurt because he, he's so patient. He's, he's very uh, – he doesn't run headfirst into the line. He's, he's very uh, smart on his feet. So he he's, doesn't get injured or run that heavy risk of being injured. But, um, you know, I'll probably take Bell actually because, like you said, I think he is going to be more consistent. The Steelers are a pretty powerful team with Brown and Juju Smith. And, of course, Le'Veon Bell, Big Ben does what he does. They all have games of 40 points, and Bell will definitely get the receptions if they need to pass the ball, too. I agree with Souza on the, on the most there. If I had to choose between Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell, I'd go Bell, I think. Um, but are you choosing between Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell? Or do you think there's another number one pick no. that could oh, be uh, – oh, I actually think that number one pick, I think I'd take Antonio Brown. On the last show we talked about, I, I mean, said I have no problem with that. No problem. I mean... He's almost a lock for 1,500 yards and double-digit touchdown. This, for me... That guy... I think he's pretty good. He's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. So it's pretty one good. Year Business is booming. Business is always booming with Antonio Brown. Just for me, dude, like, especially... I know we haven't done PPR for the past little while. Are you, are you guys in PPR leagues before? Before we switched over to PPR? Last year was the first time. It was a full point PPR. Oh, okay. It's a tough adjustment. Yeah, we're making, the big, we're making the big adjustment this year, switching over to a half point But for PPR. me personally, I think I mean, personal. just uh, from playing PPR for the past few years, I think that there is nobody that comes close to the consistency that Antonio Brown provides week to, on a week-to-week basis, putting up points. Like – even in standard leagues. I know, that's what I'm saying. But think about that. In standard, he puts up ridiculous amounts of points. Just think of him in PBR. He's a freaking machine. Dude. What's important to note, though, um, I'm bringing up some stats here from uh, our standard league. Um, standard league scoring is, is important for running backs. The number one running back is going to have just well, practically every year, he's going to have a lot more points than the number one wide receiver. For instance, Todd Gurley had 319 points, but he was off the chart, so that's kind of crazy. Bell had 256, so that's more realistic. 256 total points. Antonio Brown had 209. So we're looking at like almost 50 more points from Le'Veon Bell over the course of the year. DeAndre Hopkins, who was the number one in standard, had 213 compared to Bell with 256 and Gurley over 300. That's why running backs are really, especially the studs at the early rounds. are. Well, uh, I think it depends really on how you, how you feel about who you can get later on. You know what I'm saying? I feel like sure. I, don't know, I feel I'm kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth here. But it, honestly, it's, it's, it's very close. I think I would take Antonio Brown, but I might go Bell. It's very close between both of them, which lock it in right now. If I had to choose between Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell, I'm taking Love Bell. But uh, I think it's be- between Brown and Bell, it would be kind of a coin flip for me, honestly. It, you yeah. know, like, because they're both so consistent. But I know what you're saying with, with, uh, with, with point totals. But like I said, I think it depends on how you feel, who you, about how, who you can get later on. You know what I mean? Especially right, running backs thin out quick. Yeah, really quick. Especially like in the draft that I had a few weeks ago, like by the fourth or fifth round, there was absolute trash there. I had to take, I think I took Tevin Coleman number four or five 
because the running backs that were there were just like in the fourth and fifth round. Yeah, because the running backs that were there just weren't that good. There was like Lamar Miller, sucks. Uh, uh, Rashad Penny, who which we talked about a little bit last week. You don't really know how he's gonna be in Seattle because of Chris Carson. Yeah, rookie running backs are tough. Um, Ronald Jones still there, whose whose stock has dropped considerably. Considering I think, uh, last I heard. Peyton Barber was the one getting first team reps. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's tough, man. There's not there wasn't really a lot of running backs the, late. The thing is, I don't back to your, later on Antonio yeah. Brown point. I don't have a problem with you picking Antonio Brown number one top five pick. But as we mentioned, like we said, with the running back depth in the league, if you want to take that chance, possibly maybe stack up on wide receivers, see if you can trade for a running back later on. Or, you know, draft A, B, and then draft a running back in the second round. Try to be balanced. Yeah, I think your best bet would be going. But for me, personally, I'd rather have an elite running back and a top five pick than an elite wide receiver. Just because I feel running backs can do the most with the opportunity that they're given. Wide receiver is not guaranteed to touch the ball 10 to 15 times a game. Yeah, absolutely. A running back can. Some guys make the most out of it, like Alvin Kamara, Rondell, Todd Gurley, Zeke, David Johnson. I mean, I have some stats here from Brown. You'll get weeks, like, even from the best number one wide receiver, you'll get weeks, like, against New England, two for 24. Uh, Minnesota, five for 62. Obviously a little better with PPR, but um, at Indianapolis, Indianapolis, the, a terrible defense, at least at the time, three for 47. I mean, but he's going to finish number one, but you're going to get those weeks. Where yeah, but you, also have to take, you also have to take into consideration, too. I think um, Big Ben was injured. But more to Glenn's point, I understand what you're saying. Like, you're, running backs are at least guaranteed to touch the ball. Touch where the ball. a wide receiver, you know, depending on the game plan, might not even, especially like we know, because, well, you don't watch the Patriots as much as me and Sousa do. But, like, watching the Patriots, it's like you have no idea whether a wide receiver or – or running back, honestly, on that team, but that's different. That's kind of an exception to the rule. You have no idea if a wide receiver is going to be incorporated. There's some games where Brady throws. The game plan is Believe me, I know. throw the ball to Gronk yeah. all the time. And then there's some games where they're like, huh, yeah, we can throw the ball to Bill Dorsett, vomit. The water boy. Blech. Throw it to him. Yeah, to get Bobby Boucher off the fucking bench, Bobby dude. Boucher. Yeah, so um, for me, I think that when you're drafting and you want to have a stud on your team, you got to look to the guy who's going to be the most consistent week to week, who's going to give you the best chance to win week to week. As we mentioned with AB, he has down weeks. He's going to finish as a number one. For me, I'd rather have a guy get me at least 10 points, 10 to 15 point range, have such a high floor that he's consistent. I know what I'm getting with him every time he goes on the field. Wide receivers, it's tough because they can be shut down every game. Not every game, but, you know, uh, different games throughout the year. With a running back, a guy getting touches like Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, Todd Gurley, Zeke, even, you know, guys like Fournette, Kareem Hunt, all those guys – have a higher floor than any wide receiver can. Even though Antonio Brown's been amazing for the past five years, mm-hmm. I'm going with consistency, what I know what I'm going to get, and that's why 
if I had the number one pick, I would pick. I don't know. I don't know who I picked. Kidding <laughs> me? Oh, it's tough. You'd have to be by it, that. It's got to be. It's got to be a running back. But here's the thing: I consider all running backs all options. Le'Veon Bell says this is going to be his best year. Do I take his word for it? I don't know. Yeah. Look at that. Well, well, you, can't, you can't listen to the player. Talk well, no. I think much. it's important to note too about Bell. Uh, also, I should throw this in as a disclaimer. I'm kind of biased toward Antonio Brown because I had him on my fantasy team one year and he tore it up for me. So, uh, just throw that disclaimer in there. But um, I think it's important to note too if you look at players that have like contract years. I think Bell. I mean, everyone already knows that Bell is one of the best running backs in the league. But you want to go out there and make your money. That's when you go out there and make your money is the year that you're going into free agency, because, I mean. <laughs> Like the results kind of speak for themselves, you know what I'm saying? But for but for Le'Veon Bell, the thing is with him, I don't know if he can handle such a crazy workload like David Johnson handled that year. He was nasty. Le'Veon Bell, you know, I mean, he, he's played full seasons, and he gets touches, and he makes the most out of them. But I just don't see them running him into the ground and him, one, being able to stay healthy, and two, being as effective. Football takes a toll on your body. I understand Le'Veon Bell's a patient runner, tries to, you know, get hit the least. That was my point. He doesn't take many hard hits. But sometimes it doesn't have to be a hard hit. It could be a non-contact play. He's torn his ACL before. Yeah, the yard man. Yeah, I mean, what does that say? <laughs> uh, he ran out of bounds. He was tackled out of bounds by the Bengals. Yeah, so. Even, even last year in the playoffs. That. He hurt his knee yeah, or his ankle or something. And, no, Brown hurt his ankle. And the thing was, he was complaining last year about how much work he was getting. He was like, these other guys, you know, need to, like, take some reps, like James Conner. Like, during practice, he would, he would, yeah, he would complain about how much work, you know, how they were working <laughs> him. So the thing is, they could, you know, run him to, into the ground, which is fine and all, you know, give him a lot of opportunities, but will he be able to handle it? Yeah. I don't know. That's why I don't know who I take a number one pick. I like Todd Gurley a lot. He's great. But last year has a stinker of a year under his belt. Last year, yeah, I mean. These signs continue. Yeah, it'd, it'd be a down year. But I don't see I don't see how it, can, it could continue, seeing that the Rams are just as good, if not better, than last see, year. Yeah, I, I would just like to see, like, one more game like this where I can call him, like, a, like, like a consistently good run. You know what I mean? Like, Le'Veon Bell, there's, like, zero question. Zeke, for the most part, he's only been in the league for two years. Well, but but from what you've seen from him, there's zero question. Let me give you a thing about Zeke, which is why he could also go number one. Mm-hmm. Since Zeke Elliott has entered the league since 2016, in those two years, he has the most rushing yards out of anybody. And he missed six games last year. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I was going to talk about him because I have a stats up here. He... uh like you said, missed six weeks, finished number nine running back. And you talk about and he led the floor. He, he, he was over 21 touches all but one game. That's the thing. And now – That's with, just carries. And now with no Des Bryant, no Jason Witten, this is definitely Dak Prescott's team alongside Ezekiel Elliott. With that offensive line, 
Zeke Elliott, Dak Prescott, it's a rushing nightmare. Glenn, I actually have to ask you, Cowboys fan, um, do you know the status of Zach Martin? I do not know the status of Zach Martin. From what I've seen, based on updates I get from different apps, ESPN, uh, his status for week one is questionable. Obviously, they're not going to play him the rest of the preseason. I don't know why he would play anyway, but he did. Um, So he might not be there for week one. Hopefully, it's just week one. Travis Frederick, also Pro Bowl center, has an autoimmune disease. Which could sideline him for a few weeks at the beginning of the season. However, I heard that his autoimmune disease isn't too, too bad. Like, not severe as if, you know, like, he won't come back. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's just a question of when he'll come back. Yeah, Yeah, those things are tough. The offensive line is really important. I mean, I'm not a reporter for the Cowboys or anything, although I don't know if anybody wants to offer me a job. (laughs) But those two guys are uh, the heart and soul, along with Tyron Smith of the offensive line. Um, But I just think Zeke's workload, and I think because they don't have Dez and Witten, they have newly signed Alan Hearns, Terrence Williams still, Cole Beasley, they're going to incorporate Zeke Elliott in the passing game more. Yeah. I, I'm not going to say he's going to be, you know, lining up on this, on you know, as a wideout like Le'Veon Bell does or David Johnson, but I expect his workload to increase, especially in the passing game. And we've seen what he can do in the past if he catches a pass on screenplay, yep. if he does whatever. Yeah, that's nice. He's uh, he's going, you know, he's going right. to the house. So let's wrap up this segment. You guys had to lock it in right now. I'm going Brown. I'm going Bell. You're going Bell. Glenn, TBD? No, don't leave him like that. Come on. How about them Cowboys? I'm going Zeke Elliott. First overall Everyone listening to this just went deaf because you clapped. I don't give a shit. (laughs) Zeke Elliott, number one pick. Put it on the board. It might be biased. I don't give a fuck. Rip in peace, headphones. Uh, I have probably no problem with standard PPR. I'd say... Mm. I don't know. All right. Yeah. So. To each his own. That's a good pick. Now. You're just a guess. I'm just a guess. Let's move on to the next point. So, gentlemen, I present to you the question to the table. Aha. Uh-huh. At what running back will you draft a wide receiver not named Antonio Brown? What do you mean at what running back? Like, like, like when the Le'Veon next- Bell, Todd Gurley, David Johnson, Zeke are off the board. And Antonio Brown's off the board. So you have to decide between Alvin Kamara, Julio Jones, like Saquon or like Saquon Barkley and Julio Jones, or like yeah, Kareem Hunt, Fournette. Calvin Cook, Fournette, Gordon, uh, McCaffrey, Freeman. You know, just uh, hold on a second. That is tough. I can I, give you these list of running backs right here. I think I was reading this off a list, a list for the record. The Bucks oh, for me. <laughs> there you go. I can't see your screen. For me, I'm not taking Saquon Barkley in the first round. Yeah, I don't. I get like I get him. But we talked about it a little bit last week. We did. But like, that's just me. I mean, you always want your first round pick to be a stud. Yeah. Saquon Barkley has all the tools to be a stud, but he's a rookie. But he's I don't want to. Unpro- he's an unproven. It's not rookie. the fact. I, me and Susan both said that we think that he's going to be the rookie breakout for fantasy this year, but I don't want to, I don't feel comfortable spending a first round pick. You want your first round pick 
to be someone who you know is a surefire to be a certified G yeah. and a bona fide stud. And you can't teach that. Right now, Saquon Barkley hasn't taught me that. Except in college. Right. For me, here's the guys I'm taking over Saquon Barkley. I'm taking Kareem Hunt. I'm taking Leonard Fournette. I'm taking Julio Jones. I'm taking Odell Beckham Jr., who's coming off a hot, fresh new contract. Congrats to OBJ. <laughs> and I'm taking DeAndre Hopkins over so, Saquon Barkley. What you're saying is, all right, so for argument's sake, let's erase Saqu- Sa- Saquon. I once just said Saquon Barkley out of the equation, okay? Okay. Let's just say Saquon Barkley is projected in the second round instead, just yep. to make this a little bit more engaging. Well, when we talk about... It's tough because because the, the next running back would be Alvin Kamara. But, but you gotta you gotta talk about to the audience here. Most of our listeners, I'm guessing, would be in 12 team leagues. I'm talking from you know 14 team leagues, so I'll adjust to a 12 team league. The first 12 guys in the first round, I'm not touching Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I agree. I think someone actually in my draft took Saquon in the first round. I, I mean, I mean, I know people will. Just because they want to say, just because of the projections. Yeah, and they and they want a running back, and I get that. And you're scared to take a Julio Jones, or you know, a, a different wide receiver that's not Antonio Brown instead of a running back. From what you've heard, especially all the hype around Saquon, for me, like I said, it's all about consistency. And what have you done for me lately? The same guy who was on Elliott when he was a rookie. See, that's different. Because he has the offensive line. Yeah. He's, Barkley, I have Dude, no Darren McFadden ran for 1,000 yards before Zeke was drafted. If Darren McFadden could run for 1,000 yeah, yards behind that, that offensive was like, line. That was like the ghost of Darren McFadden. Yeah, but, no, but I'm, saying, I'm saying it goes to show how good the offensive line of Dallas is. No, when you get a guy like Ezekiel Elliott in the draft, the fourth pick in the draft, you know they're going to feed him because that's what the Cowboys do. The Giants have yet to show us in the past that they can commit to the running game. They will. Shoot me by spending their first round pick on them. Okay. All right, we'll see. Guarantee it. We'll see. Well, plus they have they have a new head coach now too. They do, but got rid of Dick Balls. And Barkley's a pass catcher too. That's really important. I mean, the thing is, it's definitely the NFL is definitely a passing league. Few teams can pound the ball like the Cowboys do, like the Raiders used to do when they had Latavius Murray. I mean, it's gonna be tough. Giants, like I said, 31st in rushing last year. They have a new head coach. They have a brand-new running back who is a stud. Also an aging Eli Manning. So probably going to be more dedicated to the run. But, I mean, you got Odell Beckham Jr. You got Sterling Shepard. If I'm Eli, I'm going with the guys I know and trust. So I think what I'm saying is, though, is that last year they were so dependent on their pass game, Eli had to drop back and pass, like, what, like 50 times a game. What I'm saying is they can take some of the stress off of him. They're also just a bad team. Well, yeah. I mean, well, their defense is okay. Their the defense division. is decent. But I'm sorry, what? Not this year. They went in the division. Wow, that's a that hot take. That was my sizzling take oh, yeah, last episode. Sizzling hot takes is. I think they're fine. I mean, Roethlisberger has Brown and Juju Smith. Eli has Odell and Shepard. Now they got their own Le'Veon Bell. Don't you ever there we go. Compare Saquon Barkley. Do you want to bet on Barkley this Le'Veon. year? Do you, do you say he's, it's the same, if not as better than Le'Veon Bell is what you're saying? He's good. 
Do you, do you want to say that he's going to be the same thing as Le'Veon Bell? I've never seen anybody. No, Le'Veon Bell is another level. You just said they got their own Le'Veon Bell. Yes, they are Le'Veon Bell. What the hell does that mean? He's saying they have their own version of him. They're stud workhorse running back. They're all being their own Ty Gurley or their own Zeke. Right. I compare him more to Zeke. Okay, so back, a, back to the question here. It's all based um, on, you know, highlights you've seen from college. Either. I think yep. it gets really it's close. Like it gets really, honestly, it gets really close at any any running back after the top five. The top five are Bell, Gurley, Johnson, uh, Zeke, and then, well, Saquon's projected above Alvin Kamara on this ESPN ranking for some reason. You would take him over Alvin Kamara? Yeah, I'll take him over Alvin Kamara. And that's I- that's a toss-up. I like Alvin Kamara too, but... Yeah, I mean, as far as volume goes, Saquon's going to get more than Alvin Kamara. I just don't think Alvin Kamara with a Mark Ingram will get... He might not even get half the volume Saquon gets. And... He's not going to score as much as he did last year with his touches. Okay. If he does, I mean, then he's the fucking yeah, man. But then, but there's still other running backs though too. Is like Kareem Hunt, Dalvin. Yeah. Dalvin Cook, I think, is. But the thing is, projected really high for the fact. What did he play like three games last and, year? Yeah, and the thing is, they still have Murray too. Can we? Uh, let's just uh, stop talking about specific players. Mason, if we could, just go down the list of running backs, and me and Glenn. We'll say who we will pick Jones over. Julio Jones. This is where assuming Antonio Brown's off the board. Yeah. Uh, are we even picking Julio Jones first before the next well, person? Whoever you want your first wide receiver. Say DeAndre Hopkins. I think DeAndre Hopkins personally is better. It's really anyone. Whether you want Jones, Odell, Hopkins, who? Just a wide receiver. All right, yeah. here we go. Let's go. Le'Veon Bell. No. Nope. Todd Gurley. Gurley. David Johnson. Johnson. Zeke. Zeke. Saquon Barkley. Saquon. Well, well, actually, uh, we'll raise Saquon, Saquon Barkley. For no, me. you can say it. No, yeah, no, 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 right, right, right. no. Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara. Yes. Julio. I'll take either of the three. Wide receiver. Julio, Odell, Hopkins. All right, Kareem Hunt. Wide receiver. Uh, no, I'm taking Kareem Hunt. Dalvin Cook. Wide receiver. Wide receiver. Leonard Fournette. Fournette. Wide receiver. I take Fournette. Like from, from there on, I'm taking him. I'm a big Fournette guy. I will, I will. I'm not going to lie, dude. I had some movement in my shorts when they played yeah. Pittsburgh last oh, year, and he fucking waved that linebacker. I was like, dude, that's badass. I love Leonard Fournette, dude. Yeah, he's the youngest really grown good. man you'll ever see in your whole life. I know. That, dude's, that dude's younger than me, and he looks like he's 35. Dude, I look like I'm like, 10. I am 12. Yeah, yeah, I am 12. He's a Legit, beast. A lot, of, a lot of love for Leonard Fournette, and, All right. which is why I take him over uh, so Leonard Fournette. Julio All right. Hopkins. Melvin Gordon. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I think I, I think I... I'm taking I'm taking uh, a wide receiver. I was going to say, I think I'd, I'd lean wide receiver. I'd say uh, Fournette and Gordon are just as tough for me, but I'm still taking a wide receiver. Then it's Christian McCaffrey. Wide oh. receiver. I think from there on out. Wait, you're going to pick you're gonna go wide receiver over Christian McCaffrey? Your MVP, dude? Yeah, because I can get him in the second round. Oh, my God. It goes McCaffrey, Devonta Freeman. No, I'm not taking Freeman. Yeah, I take, I take wide receiver. Yeah, from there on, I'm picking a wide receiver. LeSean McCoy. No. I, like, I love Shady, but no. Yeah, and then after that, it's kind of not close. What's your I go wide receiver. Are you answering? 
Uh, kind of. He's asking some questions. He's the host. I'm the host. I'm the host for the most, dude. If you want to know, I would take all running backs up until Saquon. I would take a wide receiver. I would take Kamara. Uh, I think I'd take Hunt. I would take a wide receiver over Dalvin Cook. I would take Fournette. I would take a wide receiver over um, Melvin Gordon. And I think I I would definitely take one of those wide receivers and Christian McCaffrey. But I mean, like, at that point, it's kind of silly because in what friggin' league is DeAndre Hopkins available at pick? Yeah, that's right. Pick 19. Yeah, after that, you got to pick, pick wide receivers. All right. So that's that's enough Good. of that. All right. So we talked about. Nice little thought provoking exercise. Yeah. We talked about how the first round should and could go. Um, you know, obviously, running backs. For me, I think the key to success for any fantasy football team is having good running backs. Yep. Especially in PPR, wide receivers are, um, I think, very matchup-based. Yeah, wide receivers are dime a dozen. You I can, mean, you can plug guys in. Obviously, you know, there's going to be stud wide receivers who will get your points, have a better chance of getting touchdowns. Yeah. It's like it's like but any other is, league, though. You still just you got to try and find the guy who's going to the random dude who's going to fucking light the field on fire for that one You know, there's some wide receivers who don't score touchdowns, but in PPR are just as effective as those who do. Yeah. And, oh, and it's like, yeah. So that's the thing. But for running backs, you want a guy who's consistent. You want a guy who can, you know, lead your team and give you the best chance of winning week to week. Now, to our running backs, wide receivers are very deep this year. So for me, I feel like you can wait on getting wide receivers. For me, I'm stacking up on running backs before wide receivers. And I'll tell you why. Well, I just told you why. <laughs> Actually. Wide receivers are deep. Running, running backs are just, you know, like I said, they're the formula to winning. Wide receivers are very deep this year, much like the quarterback position. And we're going to segue into that now. Right. How early, Mason Boyd, are you drafting a quarterback this year? Not until... Probably the sixth round. Too early. Or seventh round, somewhere around there. Too early. Because I forget where I I, – in my draft, I got Pat Mahomes. I almost got Kirk Cousins. Um, Kirk Cousins? Yeah, Kirk Cousins. I almost almost got him – oh, man, I forget what round it is. I went – I actually think I might have got him in the seventh or eighth round. And at that point, there's still a lot of quarterbacks available. Like Quarterback in fantasy football is the deepest position in the league. Yeah. The, the I mean, range from the top guys to the middle, middle of the pack guys to the bottom tier guys is literally by a few points on how much they average in fantasy. Yeah. If you go out and somebody's going to do it, there's going to be one person in your league who drafts either Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, maybe in the late third round. Early fourth, let them. Let them. They're wasting picks because although Aaron Rodgers is great, although Tom is terrific, quarterbacks in the NFL can put up fantasy points at every given, any given week. That's just that's just how it is. We've seen it in the past with Colin Kaepernick towards the end of his career in San Fran had a hot stretch, and he was one of the best quarterbacks in the league from like weeks, I don't know, four to eight. Quarterbacks can be matchup based. You can stream quarterbacks. If you don't have a set quarterback where you're going to put in your lineup every week, find someone on the waiver wire who can play a quarterback against a bad defense. 
Last year, people streamed quarterbacks against the Browns, the winless Browns, and you would have a good day. Is that? No, it's completely true. I mean, it's going to be tempting. You're going to look at your fantasy draft. It's going to be the fourth round. Oh, it's always there. And Aaron Rodgers is the next guy who's projected. You've chosen a wide receiver, <laughs> a running back, and probably either another running back or another wide receiver. And you see Aaron Rodgers smiling at you, that stupid grin on his face saying, Come on. Don't you, uh, don't you, don't you love my State Farm commercials? Do you want to pick me? I have a, I have a dog in my truck. I'm, uh, it's with Clay Matthews. I'm the best in the league. Come on, take me. You gotta be strong. You gotta have willpower. Because although it looks good, yeah, Aaron Rodgers on the top of my fantasy team, he's gonna be the first guy you look at in your lineup saying, I got Aaron Rodgers, the best quarterback in the league. But let me ask you, Matt Souza, does it really matter if you have Aaron Rodgers or not? No, it doesn't. This is the best value you could get, probably any quarterback this year. Obviously, home leagues like ours, like, People uh, like that are like you know real professional professional leagues. Um, probably will take a quarterback second third round. Yeah, that's Tom a Brady, Aaron Rodgers. They, everyone knows the idiots. But listen, the important thing to note though is when people do that, which maybe we should save this for the tip segment later. But important thing to know is when people do that, don't panic and think that because someone took a running a quarterback that you have to do the same thing. There are plenty of quarterbacks for you to take. If anything, they're they're shooting themselves in the foot by overextending on a quarterback. I think, me, you know, Rodgers and Brady, those top guys have been going, you know, second, third, the latest. This year, I, I've in mocks, even with 14 teams, I've found Rodgers in the fourth, and Disgusting. I'm taking him there. I am taking You're Rogers taking Aaron Rodgers in the fourth, fourth round. round. I'll Absolutely. tell you what you can get instead of Aaron Rodgers in the fourth round. Tell me. You can get a flex, so you can start every week. You can get a wide receiver, too. You can get an RB, too. You can get... A really uh, solid tight end, but I wouldn't I do that. I don't know. What's Susan? That's, that's tempting. That's Listen really good value. Listen to me. Fourth round. Fourth round for Aaron Rodgers? You can get bench depth. You can get trade bait. And then another four rounds go by. It's round eight. And you see Philip Rivers sitting there. He's yeah. like, hey, you know, I've been good for a while. You saw me last year. I mean, you know. But everybody else just said, yeah, I'll go after Aaron and Tom. But I've been sitting here. I've been great. I've been a great fantasy QB. And you get Phillip Rivers. And the difference every week between Phillip Rivers and Aaron Rodgers, I don't know, it's probably what, four or five points? Um, up to ten. Rodgers has been so consistent. He's finished sitting. I, you know, I don't have the numbers in front of me, which is shame on me. But he's number one. Like what? Three to last five years. He's uh, that he's played the full I, yeah, season. I was gonna say. I think the only seasons he hasn't been number one is when he had, uh, broke his collarbone. He's the most consistent. I mean, I drafted now. Like I, I like the late round quarterback. I was the last one to draft a quarterback last year in a fourteen team league, and I got Philip Rivers. But guess what he did for me in week three? Three point five points. Rogers is never gonna do that. He's gonna be eighteen to twenty five consistently. Never say never in fantasy football. Although Rogers' floor is high, very high. Hey, the only way that you draft a quarterback really high is if like I don't know. There's not even anything you can predict. When I my first year of doing fantasy, I drafted Peyton Manning. I think in like the second round or something because I was my first year doing fantasy. And I didn't really understood how understand it worked. But it was the year that he threw for 50 touchdown passes. So the rest of my team really didn't matter that much. The only way a quarterback <laughs> I remember that. The only way a quarterback is going to win you your fantasy league 
is if he breaks records like yeah, Peyton Manning or Tom Brady in 07. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's the, the thing. Like, when your quarterback justified in taking a quarterback that early. Your quarterback is not going to win you your fantasy league. Right, but the first three guys you draft before Rodgers in a certain world, if you can have Rodgers and it's your fourth player, that's insane value. Which brings us. I'd to rather have team. I'd rather have six solid guys and maybe a uh, Matt Stafford instead. I mean, it's, I mean, don't disagree, but I mean, there's got to be a point. Where I don't even know if I pick Aaron Rodgers as the first quarterback. Was, oh, that's, that's, the next, that's the next part of his point. Uh, how early would you take him? Um, I would. The most consistent. I honestly, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bite on him unless, like you said, I, if he was in the fourth round. That's honestly that's such great value. Like, how can you pass it up at that point? I mean, you already have either a, a you already have a great wide receiver, a a good running back and a good wide receiver, a good RB one or RB two or wide receiver two. So, I mean, it's like, it, you know, Aaron Rodgers, I feel like makes up kind of for would make up for like your shortcomings at some of the other positions. I feel in fantasy, there's three elite quarterbacks for me. It's Tom is Aaron. There's Drew. And, nope. Not really? True. Not true. No. There's danger. Russ Wilson. No, that's true. He's good too. Two Breeze is excellent, and he's actually projected to be like, I don't know, ninth, Dude, honestly, eighth or ninth. I've seen him really low. Keep talking about Tom Brady's old dude. Drew Brees is like thirty-eight or thirty-nine. He's, he's nasty. 30, Drew Brees is very really? slept on, and the thing is, it's because last year he didn't have to do much with with Ingram and Kamara. That's true. But the, like I was back to my point, there's three elite fantasy quarterbacks: it's Rogers, Tom, and Russell Wilson. There could be more this year if Deshaun Watson takes that leap as we saw yeah, his stretch Andrew last comes year. comes back and he plays like Andrew Luck. That too. If, other, if Carson Wentz has another MVP caliber season. But three guys that you know are going to be good week in and out. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Dangerous Wilson. <laughs> I am not taking either of those three elite quarterbacks. And so I have two running backs and two wide receivers. So Round five. See, usually the opportunity doesn't even present itself for like us because someone yeah. else will bite on on the running backs. Or oh yeah, because we got early. we got fucking idiots trapped in our league. Yeah, yeah, that's why I, I kind of gave that disclaimer. But like a lot of mocks that I've no, but on, like yeah, obviously talking to the audience, trying to you know tell you how to work your draft, but you just got to be patient, especially with quarterback. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's so many good quarterbacks who can be great in fantasy. Well, there's so many so many quarterbacks that aren't even like good in the league, but they put up num- like good fantasy numbers. Well, let me ask you. How about Josh McCown last year? How about Blake Bortles the year you won the championship? That was amazing. Blake Bortles sucks. I know. He's awful. I know. He's still went up good for 2015. He helped me win a title. Well, and I made the mistake of drafting him the next year yeah. when he was fucking terrible. Yeah, look at Peyton Manning. Yeah. What a shit bump towards the end of his career. What a great fucking draft pick he was when I had him, though. Oh, dude. my God. Oh, he was putting up, like, he, I do no lie. He put up, like, 35 points a week. Yeah, it was, it was a joke. That's what happens when you break records. I had him, and I had Calvin Johnson in his prime. I think I had the last pick in the in the draft that year. So I got him and Calvin Johnson back-to-back. My team was literally carried by two people because the rest of my team blew cock. But those two, forget it, dude. I think I went like twelve and one. 
So, moral of the story is... Wait. More, yeah, more yes, wait. than not, Just wait. wait on it. Now, if you're lucky when and you can comes... find a great value on someone like Rodgers, Brady... I'm going to say not, though. When, it comes, not when it comes to the quarterback position in fantasy football, when you are drafting, you have to wait. I have just one last thing to say on that. There are, and this is not just last year, it's been years prior, quarterbacks to finish in the top 12 on any given week, that number is 40. There are 32 teams, and there are around 40 quarterbacks that have had put up a number one week season. Literally. Uh, number one, like Jacoby Brissett, Brett Hundley. Brett Hundley, dude. That's what I'm saying. Brian man. Hoyer. You Sometimes you don't even have to draft a quarterback. Just stream quarterbacks. Pick them up off free agency. Look at the matchups every week. If you yeah. think this guy can be, you know, do some damage against some defense, start him. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's just, you know, do you want to play that game if you have the depth out there? Because for us, 14-team league, there's not a whole lot on the wire, especially if people are rostering two quarterbacks. But the thing is, still, even in 14-man league, everyone's going to have a starter. Everyone's going to have a backup. That still leaves four quarterbacks who are starting quarterbacks, and you could you could put in your lineup. Could. Very true. I mean, it's just – it, it's the deepest position in fantasy football as a quarterback. Yes, definitely. So definitely you, do you not play. rush anything. All right. So next, one of the most hotly contested topics that I think you'll you'll find anywhere. Where? In anywhere. The universe. Here? Yeah. Wait, right here? We're going to talk about no. Between us, I think it's pretty we, – we all side on the same well, side. But you gotta, when people we know – I, who, 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 we gotta put the right context wait, on this. Yeah, because if this is really a big debate, then I don't think it is for us. Yeah. I'm saying there's people I know who would debate this. Point. Well, I mean, you know a lot of people. I do know a lot of people. Some people, you know, some of them are intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> Not naming any names. Yeah. But uh, all right. So Gronk versus Kelsey in Gronk. the showdown of the century. Gronk. Yeah, I go Gronk. Why is that even a debate? I thought you had a good debate for me. I'm serious. Some people will defend Kelsey to the fuck that like the that is the hill they will die on is that Kelsey is just as good as, as Gronkowski. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to talk about those people. <laughs> the uh, you know a lot of the debate is no obviously debate. health. Yeah. Not, not mean, talent. If if Gronk's playing 16 games, he's gonna be the number one guys. tight end guys. without a question. Oh no. Guys, dude, people. People have been like... Guys, Glenn. Robert Gronkowski is the best tight end in football history. And you're going to sit here and tell me no. that there's a debate <laughs> that Travis Kelsey is better than Gronk. No, no. Like, uh, Yes, Gronk is the best. But like I said, I'm with you guys. I, put, I think Gronk is head and shoulders. Why are we even debating this right because, now? Because you have to pay a second-round pick for Gronk. But you can pay a third for Kelsey. Now, do you want, you no. know, I'm not listen, no. listen. You can get Le'Veon Bell, nope. maybe Jordan Howard and Kelsey, or Le'Veon Bell, Gronk, and Jay Ajay. You know, because nope. Kelsey finishes close enough to Gronk. There was an eight-point difference between Kelsey and Gronk. I can Kelsey tell you Gronk right now, year. though. Yeah, Gronk also missed how many games? Like he does every year. That's the thing. Gronk hasn't played a full season in forever, but we're on the assumption that he is going to play a full season. 
everybody, you don't know There's if they're going to complete a full season or not. Kelsey's been hurt before, too. Not, but when people have been injured enough times, you got to factor that in. But I'm just saying, if I have Gronkowski in my lineup, he's better than Kelsey. Yes, but you can have a second-round non-tight end and Kelsey or Gronk and a third-round non-tight end. You know I'm not I mean? picking a tight end in the top three rounds unless it's Gronk. See, if we're also talking about this year, too, something you have to take in, into consideration is Alex Smith, as much as you know, he was the definition of a game manager quarterback. Like he took no risks at all. You know what I mean? He just moved the sticks. But like he established a a repertoire with Travis Kelsey. Like they had say we want about Alex Smith, but they had a thing. Between him and Kelsey, they were on the same page. Usually, I mean. So I mean, you don't know if that's going to be there with Pat Mahomes. Usually, also, personally, from personal experience, I've had Travis Kelsey on my team, and there are weeks where he is absolutely non-existent. There's going to be weeks like that with all tight ends, even Gronk. Yeah, Yeah, but even Gronk, when he's non-existent, he'll at least put up like sixty yards or something. Week one against the Chiefs, thirty-three yards. I mean, it's a tight end. Literally, if you're drafting Rob Gronkowski, you have another wide receiver one on your team. That's the way I look at it. And that's why I don't mind taking him in the second half. Oh, absolutely. He is a difference maker. Absolutely. But the thing is, I do not feel the same way about any other tight end in the league. That includes Travis Kelsey. You know what? I'm actually going to make a case this year. Uh Jimmy Graham could be back to his old ways. That's true. Honestly, I, can see that. I almost I wanted to draft him, but he was taking the he was taking the pick right before. If uh, I'm drafting tight ends, well, I should say if I'm ranking tight ends this year, I'm ranking Jimmy Graham over Travis Kelsey. That's bold. That's One, bold. you have a better quarterback. Two, I think Jimmy Graham has a better skill set than Travis Kelsey. This is for me, dude. And three, is Jimmy Graham and. Aaron Rodgers, like Travis, not Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey and Pat Mahomes. He's one of those players where he's he's just a prima donna. He's like yeah. he's like OBJ That's in the sense of that if the defense can get in his head and they can ruin his whole Sunday, I'm disqualified. Yeah, Dude, but, no, I'm, but I, I like, mean, I'm like he's a kind of guy who is soft. He's soft. I I think Kelsey's an excellent player, great player, but I think he's soft. I mean, he might be soft. I hope he hears this. I hope he does. He might be soft. soft. I mean, he's got his own reality show. If he hears this, then we're doing something right. So He's got his own reality (laughs) show trying to get a girl. I mean, soft. Dude, you're NFL football. Soft. You walk out the stadium, you got girls on you. Anyways. I mean, if you look at at Gronk's games played, in his past past five seasons, played 14 games last year, not bad, plus uh, the entire playoffs. Played uh, the year before he played eight games, right. um, but I think he played the entire playoffs that year as well. Yeah. Um, and then the t- two years prior to that, 2015 and 2014, played 15 games, and then 2013 was the year that he broke his arm, I believe. Oh, and yeah. He played seven. Was that a field goal block? Yes. <laughs> With Patty Mahomes. Another guy we haven't seen that much of. We don't know his tendencies. We know that Kansas City has a bunch of weapons. Kareem Hunt, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, 
We don't know who his favorite wide receiver is. We know who Tom Brady's favorite. Also, wide if you look at, if you look at Rob Gronkowski's touchdown totals, it's insane. They're ridiculous compared to Travis Kelsey. It's Travis, insane. The most that Travis Kelsey has had in a season is eight. Okay, Gronk, and that was last year. The most Gronk has had in a season is seventeen. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and you eight, know what? The same year, eight touchdowns was what had what Gronk had last year, and that's like his uh, his fourth most in a season. The, like, same, the year that Gronk had seventeen touchdowns, he had to break him and Jimmy Graham had to keep breaking each other's records uh, for touchdowns that year. Jimmy Graham with Drew Brees, that was his number one target. I don't know how it's going to be with Aaron Rodgers. He lost Jordy Nelson, who was his number one target. Still got Randall Cobb. Devontae yeah, Adams. Uh, Devontae Adam, uh, Adams. But Jimmy Graham is going to be great. Yeah, I think it, it, We don't know what Patty Mahomes, obviously. Patty. Yeah, Patty. Patty Mahomes. We don't know what Patty Mahomes, who his favorite target's going to be. Sure. A lot of a lot of quarterbacks look to their tight ends as safety valves. Yeah, I mean, he's not a rookie, but he's this is his first time starting. He's green. It's green. More wrestling term for you. <laughs> I agree with that. He, uh, but I, I like I like a case with Jimmy Graham. He uh, now it's tough because Aaron Rodgers has never really had a history of really really using a, a tight end. But, but he's also never had a good tight end. <laughs> he's never had a weapon at tight end like Jimmy Graham. Finley. But yeah. uh, but no, Jimmy Graham, he's a red zone threat if there ever was one. Yeah. He had ten touchdowns. Well, trust me, yeah. that's the only time the Seahawks used him was in the red zone. And I think he'd be like in the middle of the field, be like, hey, but that's Ross, but that's good it. though. What's supposed to be like? Oh, I'm gonna scramble for this. You forget that's good for a tight end. Oh yeah, tight ends can be guys that you put. Sometimes tight ends are like you know just extra guys. Sometimes you're playing with eight guys because tight ends don't do anything. No, they like, just block. I mean, but no, but I mean like there's like a good five or six tight ends. Who can you know? You can somewhat rely on to get your points every week. Yeah. Other than that, you're flipping a coin with tight ends every week. Hey, that's true. You got to stream them just as much as Gordon. Yeah. And that's why a guy like Gronk, uh, who really, if you have him in your tight end spot, and you know you're a little lacking on either wide receiver or running back, you yeah, have you right. have a stud in your tight end. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I I go Gronk. It's not even close. That's not even. Why are we talking about this still? It's it's a draft capital. It's it's capital. it's bad. On to the, on to the next topic. I would go. Susa, you want to talk about your zero running back uh, thing? Explain it to the people. What the hell sure. is this? It's, it's not. I didn't create this by any means. Well, yeah, but you, you're well, the one. Give credit. Who credit to do? Who'd you hear it from? I've seen it in magazines <laughs> and shit. It's zero like, running back goes like this. Running backs. Have a history of being fragile. Um, there are a lot of risks with running backs um, because they, they have such a heavy workload. As we were saying earlier, um, can people handle workloads like that? Running backs get hurt easily. You see it all the time, and or just they just don't live up to be what they were drafted. Like in the first round, like Demarco Murray won the first round last year, for example. Um, but a lot of it has to do with the fragility and. Wide receivers just are more reliable from a health perspective, and it leans on the fact that late later round running backs tend to appreciate in value, um, like maybe a Marshawn Lynch this year, certainly an Alvin Kamara last year, or even like just backups like Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams. You can have them 
with a Julio Jones and Keenan Allen or Michael Thomas, who most more often than not don't get hurt. Um, and there's always every year, Jordan Howard, a couple years ago, you get these guys off the waiver wires that you can start every week due to injury from that is very common about through uh, for running backs. That's kind of how that goes. I personally wouldn't really do it. That's just like a super risky maneuver. It's like, like it pays we're off. We're drafting at least three to five wide receivers before a running back. Wow. So it's extremely risky, but if it pays off, you are. I wouldn't say extremely, but because every year there are those running backs who just get injured or, or step up. That's true. Take over a job. Like Latavius Murray and Jarek McKinnon last year. Especially if you don't know how well the starting running back has his job secured. Like, you know, Tampa Bay or uh, Seattle. Seattle. Yep. You can take chances, you know, later in the rounds drafting those running backs because they could emerge. Last year with the Saints, we didn't know if it would be Mark Ingram, Adrian Peterson, or Alvin Kamara. At the end, AP was gone, and then Kamara and Ingram just rose to fancy success. With other teams, though, guys who do have that one back, plays every down, your Zeke's, your David Johnson's, your Bells. You can, if you can't get them, you got to get, you know, guys who could break out. For me, I think this name right here. No, just kidding. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay with a sizzling hot takes because that, that's a good oh, hot doing take. doing that again? No, we're doing it every week. Oh, sizzling hot takes. How many do I got to think of? So, but these are going to be related to the draft, sizzling hot takes. Okay. So, like I was saying, uh, back to your point, with wide receivers, there's a better chance for a wide receiver to be um, reliable. reliable. For the whole season. Yeah, for the whole season. We're running backs, guys get hurt. You can pick up guys off the waiver wire. It's usually running backs off the waiver wire who go, you know, number one and number two on the waiver wire yeah, every that week. Yeah, up on championship teams. Right? Yeah. Sometimes picked up from the waiver wire. All right. Yep. So, uh, that about wraps that up. Um, so, Last thing we want to talk about before we get to sizzling hot takes is uh, just some quick tips that I want to give tips. that we want to give you guys, uh, just in case you know this is like your first time drafting. Uh, number one, why the fuck are you listening to us? Uh, number two, no, 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 they're just getting into it. They need some advice. That's all right, why all right. So is this the best fantasy advice you haven't heard? Yeah, seller, seller. Um, so here's some tips. Number one. This goes back to something that we were saying earlier about our league. Know your league because it's all well and good about projections, but no one is obligated to take people at a certain time. Just because someone's projected to go as the 16, 16th overall pick doesn't mean they're going to go with number 16. They could go with number 10 or even Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers projected to go in the third round. He could get drafted in the first round for all you know maybe someone you have in your league is a Packers fan who really wants Aaron Rodgers you can't unless you're playing with a bunch of pros like Matthew Berry and people like that then (laughs) yeah and and Glenn and you you have to kind of take those things into consideration yeah you're probably gonna have for example you guys can attest to this Mm. last year someone in our league took Derek Carr in the first round. It was in the second. I double-checked. Second, second round. round. Uncle Rick. Yeah. I'll say it. Glenn's uncle. Shout out to Uncle Rick one time. And, and to, to top that, we 
his uh, third or fourth pick was Alex Smith. Two quarterbacks in the first four rounds. That's something I did not expect. I was preparing with mock drafts, all these smart people drafting, saving quarterbacks for later. Calling uh, Greg stupid? <laughs> yes. And then, all, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, we, we drafted. Fuck you know, God, he's going to listen to this podcast. You know I mean? Come out, And then Derek Carr, Alex Smith, Tom Brady, all gone. And Rodgers, which is okay, are gone in the first three rounds. And I'm like, yeah. whoa. I love it. Yeah, it's chomping at the bit after that. That's why you got to have this knowledge and listen to us because you will be have a better team by the end of the draft. And the thing also, is, you don't want to you want to be lost going yeah. into the draft with a plan and then having it completely collapse because right. someone does some weird stuff. For example, in my draft last weekend, uh, my friend took he didn't like the wide receivers who were available. Both Gronk and Kelsey were on the board. So we took both Gronk and, Gronk and Kelsey like an absolute cock. Oh, my God. Yeah. So then people were people were scrambling. I didn't end up taking a tight end until like a few rounds later. But people were scrambling because they panicked because there's all of a sudden not only was Gronk gone, Kelsey was also gone. So like two of two basically two best tight ends by far in the league were off the board. And then after that, it gets you know it's a little bit more muddled of who you want to take. Your strategy potentially. Yeah. If you go in there, surefire one strategy, and all of a sudden, boom. Someone throws a wrench in. That, that's why. That's why it's a draft. It's dynamic. You have to react as the draft reacts. People want to pick Gronk and Kelsey back to back. Okay, take a deep breath. You adjust. You say, okay, two tight ends are gone. I don't have to worry about them. I'm gonna stick to what I know, and what I know is I'm not gonna pick any other tight end in the third round after Gronk or Kelsey. So I'm gonna go wide receiver, running back. You just gotta take a deep breath. Relax. Know who you are. You're good at fantasy football. You just have to believe in yourself. Wow. I mean, you know, that's, that's, you know what I'm that's here inspirational. For. The next tip. Uh-oh. What's that? Don't win your league at the draft. Ooh. That's right. Which we have all been firsthand eyewitnesses to, considering that two years ago when your dad, when Glenn's dad, and one of our friends made it to the championship. Their teams oh, 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 were a collection of absolute dog shit that just happened to squeak into the championship. It was the worst championship you could. What did Panacho win? Like sixty to fifty or something like that. Uh, all I know. Oh my god. Dude. All I know is it's fantasy football. Anything can happen. You can hurt. You cannot win your league at the draft, but damn it. It sure helps. Oh, oh, obviously. You you build the foundation, but you don't win your league. So don't – if your team looks – if people analyze your draft afterwards like our friend and, and give you the thumbs down followed by a <laughs> – looking at your team, don't worry because you're going to make trades. You're going to make waiver wire pickups. That's why you got to be dedicated. Injuries are going to happen. Long. Injuries are going to happen. You could draft the best team you've ever drafted, and all of a sudden your stud first rounder goes down. Mason, <clears throat> what do you do? That that makes that makes the difference of you being a good GM and not being a good GM. Are you saying I'm shit GM? I'm Glenn? saying you're a shitty GM. Oh yeah, well, you trade for Jordan Matthews and Mike Wilson. Mason, you gotta learn to adjust. All right, dude. You can like <laughs> like we like Mason. We all know Brendan, a new entrant to the league. You said he lost what Odell and Dalvin Cook and still won yeah. the championship. Yeah. I bet he was dedicated every week, making moves, Guys. making trades. Guys. Glenn? I had rookie Melvin Gordon and Joseph Randall 
as my running back. Joseph Randall, dude. Oh my god. I started the season 0 and 4. Wait, didn't you draft Bubba Gordon Sankey? Wasn't that your first two running backs? No, it was Julius Randall. I had yeah, no, Joseph Randall. That was at the draft? That was at the draft. Joseph Randall. I think in like the past two podcasts that we've recorded, I've gotten like eight names wrong. Yeah, this is gonna. This is a trend that's gonna continue. By the way, anyways, the point is, I drafted my running, my starting running backs were Melvin Gordon his rookie year, which was absolute horseshit. Zero. I honestly don't even know him and Joseph Randall, who was the starting running back on the Cowboys after they let go to Marco Murray. But don't fear. I started out zero wins and four losses to start the season. Then I went one and five, and I finished the season seven and six, made the playoffs, and won my championship. Sure as hell wasn't because of the draft. What you do is midseason, you just got to work it. You got to work trades. You got to work the free agency. You got to work the waiver wire. And honestly, it just takes luck. That's what fantasy is about. That's right. It's important. Don't dra- don't look at your team after the draft and say, oh, my God, my team is nasty. I don't even have to do anything. Nope. I'm going to just make it all the way to the playoffs. No, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Will not and the thing the is, we have people in our league, and I'm sure there's people in leagues across America who draft the team, and that's it. They don't make any acquisitions towards, you know, free agency. They don't make any trades throughout the year. They just go with the team that they drafted. If it works for you, fine. If it doesn't, what the fuck are you doing? Thanks a lot to pick on you, but you made you weren't very active last year. I mean, no. you were paying attention, but you Mason's never active. gonna make a trade again after last year. <laughs> well, last year was it just one or two trades? You made? I made two trades. That's it. I made that one with Jake, and I think I traded Jake. Oh yeah, it was Tyrod Taylor and Mike Williams. It was a fairly yeah. small trade. It was, it was a great trade. Not an awful <laughs> trade that I made. It was a great but trade. It, it, not just trades, but I don't believe you had that many acquisitions either. And I personally, transactions including trades and waiver wire picks, I had 50. Yeah. So since you got to be free agency, like it's stocks. Like, you know, he'll pick up a guy for one night and you know, it'll just be practice. And then the next day I'll drop him for somebody else. And I'm like, what the hell's. You gotta be on top of it. You gotta uh, be on top of it, but just know you don't win your league at the draft. Your team will get better, and you can't think that your team's gonna get better nope. from the draft. You gotta be active, be smart, and listen to us. Then, it? I'm just a guess. <laughs> Wait, you hear that, Mason? Guys, I think there's is there a grill on or something? Oh no! It's time for Sizzling Hot Takes, brought to you by, by Durr Burgers. Are the burgers good? Durr. <laughs> Durr. <laughs> All right. right. Sizzling Hot Takes, draft related. Guys? I got one. Whoa. All right, fine. Go, go ahead, Mason. Stole his thunder. Wait, one. If we're talking about oh. if we're talking about draft. I thought you said you had one. I do have one, but I have to make sure I have to make sure what the the qualifications are here for a hot draft pick. It's a hot take. Sizzling. Sizzling hot. Yeah, but we're talking about like somebody falling. If you're gonna like, interrupt me to get your hot take out and it is fucking lukewarm, I'm gonna be so I'm gonna be so mad. We're talking like somebody falling or like somebody not getting drafted or like what are we talking about? We're talking about like 
hot takes. Like a hot take. Like all right, fine. Why you go first? All right. I want an example here. All right. My hot take is that if it comes down to you, you see the people on your list. If it goes by best overall once you're drafting, after it goes through your couple rounds, or whatever, and you see the name. Nice. I hope as soon as his phone just went off. I, I don't know important. why, though. I hope it's important. That's so unprofessional. Now we got to scrap the whole fucking podcast. I hope, it's unbelievable. It's I hope, don't do that. I hope bro. it's important. Because the girl's still on. I'm still sizzling. <laughs> I don't know why. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Look. That only happens when you're in your messages. I'm Turn it off. <laughs> Sorry. Goddamn guest thinks he runs the show. <laughs> All right, go. Anyways, if you're at that spot in the draft, might be uh, might be around the third round, fourth round maybe, fifth round, and you see a name in your available list, and there's a draft. I already know. And his name. Is Derek Henry? Nah, I knew it, dude. As soon as he said that, and his name is Derek oh Henry of the Tennessee Titans. You're gonna want to draft him. Is that fourth, fifth, bro? I said like third, fourth. Third, fourth. You're gonna want to draft Derek Henry. Why? Because Derek Henry this year, my hot take is that he will be the steal of the draft. He is going to perform like an RB one. He is going. I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to go as far as this. Derek Healthy. Uh, Derek Healthy. Derek Healthy. Derek Henry stays healthy the whole year. Derek Healthy. Derek Henry will finish top 10 in running backs. Might. Might even finish top five. Wow. That's as hot as it gets. That is sizzling right there, dude. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, the time is now for Derek Henry. Last year, we saw glimpses of what he can be, and uh, the future's bright. This guy is a fucking beast. He's a tank. He's an animal. Nobody is going to want to tackle Derrick Henry. They have Deion Lewis on their team, pass catching, third down back. Could mix in some runs here and there. But you bet your hairy ass, when it's at the goal line, they're handing the ball off to Derrick Henry. You can bet. Your hairy, lumpy ass. Lumpy. Lumpy, come on. That if the Titans have the lead in the second half, they're going to ground and pound Derrick Henry, kind of like the Patriots did with LeGarrette Blunt a few years ago when he led the league in touchdowns. Derrick Henry is going to be something special to watch this year, and you can put that on the fucking grill. Wow. I ain't taking that burger. Damn, dude. All right, it's hot. Hot takes for a reason. Here we go. I disagree, but my hot take. I mean, you give it to me. Don't draft Sean McCoy. You're stealing from my grill last episode. Wait, wait, wait. You told me there's 16 rounds in the draft. Don't draft him unless you can get him real late. I'm talking 12 plus. (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna tell me. I think. That man is going to fall off a cliff. Not to mention, Here we go. he's got his domestic is- dispute, which still hasn't been settled, by the way. It's all right. So he could have a – it's mostly that. He could have he could have a four- to six-game suspension looming at any point in time 
and come smack you in the back of your fantasy season. Oof. Like Zeke did. Like. Knock the wind right out of you. Knock the wind right out of your sails. You're cruising. Think of this, think of this dude. Think of you. Young Glenn Enos Jr. Week three, you're cruising. You're 2-0, right? LaShawn hey. McCoy's been having a great year for you so far, right? Hey. And then he goes, like, Roger Goodell goes, we're suspending LaShawn McCoy yeah. for the next six games because of domestic violence. There goes your fucking year. No, 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 no. There it goes, dude. If you're drafting LaShawn McCoy, when do you think you're getting him? Second round. Late second round? Mid-second round? Early to mid. Mid. Yeah. Middle. Let's talk 12-team league. Middle to late second round. I'm not taking LaShawn McCoy. That was hyperbole earlier. I said 12 plus, but like... I'm not taking – realistically, I honestly wouldn't take LaShawn McCoy unless I could get him in, like, the fourth or the fifth round. Well, that's not going to happen. I, I'm just saying. So he's not going to draft him. I'm not drafting so him. So he's not draft him. Him So the thing is, somebody is going to draft him. And here's the Good thing. for them. Here's the Have thing. fun. Here's the thing, about, <laughs> here's the thing about LaShawn McCoy. He's 30. It's, uh, it's kind of that – Running back uh, top of the hill there. Yeah. But Shady McCoy isn't just your average everyday running back. Shady McCoy. Shady McCoy. Who also likes to shifty. Who also likes to call the call fake uh fake attacks on his ex girlfriend. Reportedly. Interesting. Don't want to accuse anybody. Hope he doesn't hear this. Yeah, honestly. I said reportedly. <laughs> I'm not accusing anybody of anything. Honestly. But, but we do know Shady McCoy. If he's playing, will be the focal point of the Bills' offense. Very true. The terrible Bills' offense. The terrible Sorry Bills' offense. But, but. Who's of that phone goes off one more? I'm on my fantasy football app. I don't know why it's doing that. It's a message. This is the last time you are guest on this goddamn podcast. I'm sorry. I'm this just in on the uh, on the Stellar Stellar podcast. We're going to get a new guest next week. That oh, is not man. This just in, That's white it. supremacist Matthew Souza has been kicked off of the Shit. Stellar Stellar podcast. More at 11. Yeah. See you later, bud. Anyways. I apologize. Shane McCoy, I'm not on that uh, same... Uh, D hype train, if I'm you. I'm on will. that D hype. Mason, I'm on the train. I'm feeding the coal to that train. Me and Susie just bumped this. Well, all right, hear me out. I'll take him in the third. Won't happen. But if I can, if he's there in the early third round, I'm at the t- uh, t- the turn, which means I'm at an early, early first pick. I'll take him. But my second round pick, no. I mean, I said this last episode. I expect him to be done. I mean, he, he is what he is. He's great, but. You know, every other week, he every other game, he has what looks like a season-ending injury. You know, he gets back on the field, you know, like, he gives you a heart attack. He can't take the he's work. Good. He, he's I think he's good. I like Lejean McCoy. He's I, just, good. I just don't like the fact. He's good. Hey, no problem, baby. Hey, no problem, baby. Hey, no problem. I just don't like the fact that he has a potential suspension, especially one as long as six games. Listen. Looming over him. Listen. Because I can, he can get slapped with that at any point in time, dude. Listen. You know how this league is. They are terribly inconsistent with their punishments. Listen. If Shady McCoy gets slapped with a six-game suspension, it's not the end of the world. Hmm. 
You're talking to a guy who owned Zeke Elliott last year, who drafted Zeke Elliott with his number third, number three. Yeah, pick. but I'm saying you went into that knowing that I didn't know he was gonna get suspended. Oh, that's right. I drafted him number that's three. Right. Because he, he didn't get suspended until the end of the year. That's right. And I'll tell you what, I lost Zeke Elliott for six games. I went five and one in those six games where I didn't have Zeke. You knew there was a lot of teams. Yeah, obviously. It still gets infinitely tougher. Obviously. One of your keystone pieces gets suspended. But the thing is, it's not do or die. Because when he is playing, you know, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Right. Especially about that. You'd be a second round pick, which is safe. It, you know? It's the thing. That's the thing. I understand if you were somehow going to spend a first-round pick on Shady McCoy. No, you, you wouldn't do that. Shady, uh, he's been good last year. The year before, he was great. But obviously, you know, there's going to be a decline. They might stack the box against Shady McCoy. But he's going to find a way to get the ball, whether it's in oh. the passing game, whatever. Because Nathan Peterman, is he the starting QB? Probably the, uh, oh, the rook. The rookie. And, uh... Was I actually I should know what the rookie was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's uh who who the rookie is? It's the Bills rookie. Allen. Uh, yeah, Josh Allen. Bill Allen. Bill, Bill Allen. Bill Allen. Because he's on Bills. Bill, we have Tim Bill. Allen. It's Tim <laughs> Allen. No. Bill, Bill, Bill. Uh, too, man. Um. All right, Susan. Let's hear yours, baby. So yeah, Shane McCoy, Mason thinks he's gonna fall off a cliff. I say Mo- mostly, mostly Spence. I say right now he's on a plateau. I'll say he's, he has more risk than he's had in the past. I'd rather take guys around him than, than Rashawn. But moving on to my sizzling hot take. This is your last one for a while. Yes. Um, well, unless he admits that he actually wants to be on the podcast full time. Again, I I don't know if you're I have two. In, <laughs> I have two in mind, like last episode. But I'm gonna go with one that I know you guys will uh, will enjoy. Yeah, I know. And that take is Chris McCaffrey first round. You're and good. that is. Draft Lamar Miller. He will go. I honestly am contemplating vomiting on the floor right now. There's a trash behind you. I'd rather do it on the floor. It's more dramatic that way. That. Wow. He's not coming on the podcast anymore. That's it. All right. So I'll make my final case. Um, That's why the sizzling. Yeah. Right. That's right. Hot takes. Lamar Miller. And this is 14-team mock drafts. He's going in, like, the fourth to fifth round. 12-team league, that's probably late fifth, mid-sixth round. And this man is a starting running back for what will be a Deshaun Watson-led Texan. Deontay Foreman, probably going to start on the pup. Coach already said Lamar Miller is a three-down back. He's a starter. You're getting him in the fifth round, at least. Look, that bug from last episode is back, and it just tacked Glenn. That damn bug just landed my arm. Oh, actually, by the way, update to that. It was a cricket. I'm killing yeah. this bug. Is that your pet? I'm killing this bug. Anyway. I killed it. So, yeah. Okay, fifth, fifth, sixth round, you're getting a three-down back on a team with a good quarterback, a running quarterback who will open up the box because you don't know where Deshaun's going to go. Randy, I think Randy that is a great value to have, especially if you – Maybe go running wide receiver heavy in the first rounds, and then you can get a three-down back in the fourth, fifth, or sixth. Listen, Susan, it's not, Lamar it's not the I, worst thing I've ever heard come out of your mouth. I've been burned by Lamar Miller so many times. But like, this is a fifth-round pick. I mean, he's, he's going to yeah. deliver on that at I minimum. I don't care. I mean, 
I get I get that point. In the fifth round, yeah. Come on, brother. Fool me once. Whatever. Shame on you. In the fifth round. Fool bro. me twice. Shame on me. Fool me three times. Fuck the peace sign. What? It's yeah. a J. Cole lyric. Oh, Jesus. Um, you know, as soon as I... I agree with you. Did you eat that burger? I'd eat that burger. That's, uh, Durr. I would take that burger and I would throw it in the some, fucking trash so hard. Let's get some sizzle on it. Yes. Yeah. Like the nasty pad. I mean, in the fifth round, Lamar Miller. I don't see him. All right, here's the thing with Lamar Miller. If you get him in the fifth round, he should play like a running back they're going to get in the fifth round. But if he exceeds those fifth round expectations That's and actually amazing. plays like how we've been wanting him to play for the past three years, then it's like you're a goddamn genius. But do we really see Lamar Miller no. exceeding his expectations? No. no, a million times no. No times infinity. Infinity no. Infinity no. Wow. No. Infinity no for Mason Lloyd to wrap up the hot takes. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in for the second episode of the Stellar Seller Podcast. We will be back after we draft as we prepare you. That's right. It's coming. It's here. The real deal. Week one, baby. Week one of the 2018 NFL football season. Week is one. What? Week what? Week is one. Week one. Week one. Week, week one. one. We'll be back for week one. And I can tell you one thing. Susan will not be back for week one. Nah, let's be honest. He might be. We lost. If I can help it, he's not going to be back for week <laughs> one. All right. So, once again, as always, thank you for tuning in. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at M underscore Boyd 77. And on Instagram at M underscore Boyd 77. Glenn? Post any new hot picks? No. Why not? I don't know. I haven't really felt like it. Yeah. Show the ladies some chest. Um, I have one that's cute. I might delete it later, though. Right. Cute. <laughs> By you. Jarrah uh, handles. I'm just a guest. Oh, yeah. He's just <laughs> All right. <laughs> At least you know but your please, But please tweet with the hashtag we want Matt to get me back on more podcast episodes. But, uh, no, don't do so that. So, we should have, uh, by the time this episode goes up, we should have a Twitter account, which we can put in the, uh, description. description. Yeah. We have a description. I know. Uh, we have um, a Twitter account. Are you running the Twitter account, guest? That I'm more than a guest. No, you. We can discuss this later. Um, so yeah, we'll probably have a Twitter account. Go shoot, give us a follow. We'll put it in the description what it is. If you want us to have an Instagram account, we can do that too. Yeah, just post picture of uh, footballs. Once we get these accounts on social media, you can uh, open up, uh, maybe uh, slide into those DMs. Yeah, let us uh, let us know what you want us to talk about. You can uh, ask us, uh, you know, any questions. Um, oh, we got anything, anything you want to know, anything you heard. But we'll leave it in the description. Uh, you can follow us on SoundCloud. You can also follow us on iTunes. And you can also hear my dogs walking upstairs, probably. That's why it's the Sell with Sell video. If you subscribe to us on iTunes or SoundCloud, you're amazing. You're a Seller Seller fan. You're going to get a podcast every time we upload it. 
and you're going to listen to that podcast and you say, holy shit, this is a stellar seller. This is the best fantasy advice that I've never heard of. Oh, I'm driving it home, baby. Oh, baby. I'm driving it home. Stellar Seller episode two is in the books. We will see your ass next week, guys. Later. Let's get the fuck out of here. Peace out.